Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Atlantic Bushcraft Adventures. Tonight, episode 112. And unfortunately, Ben will not be able to join us tonight. He is working on a project with his family there, and uh, hopefully he join, listens in, or maybe he'll pop in the comments. I'm not really sure. His data was getting low, so I don't know what the specifics are there. But uh, we wish him all the best, as always. But tonight, we're going to be talking about couples camping. Uh, ben and his wife had done this a few episodes ago, and by a few episodes ago now, I think it was like almost 60 episodes ago or something but seeing it was a good opportunity instead of just me sitting up here rambling on my own uh i figured i'd invite my wife melissa on with me uh, and we could do our take on couples camping because uh don't get me wrong ben and his wife did an awesome job of it but just you know another point of view a little bit more information maybe we have very similar opinions different opinions that's kind of what this is gonna all be about and uh one of the things you had said that you wanted to mention and i guess we'll go right with it uh, from the start is couples camping is pretty significantly different than uh partners camping like uh when we say partners camping like ben and i going out that's kind of like partner camping something like that it's just uh it's not the same as couples camping like where you're camping with your significant other or something like that yeah <laughs> uh no i think what i was kind of coming from it uh, was that when you said we could do couples counseling or couples counseling, counseling here we go oh wow freudian slip um <laughs> when couples camping um i said well i mean i think that that's been covered a lot because pretty much all you talk about is partner camping um with you and ben but uh if you think about it it's really pretty different um because there's a lot more of a unique opportunity to kind of share the I guess what you're packing in and packing out because essentially you are sharing a lot of things a lot more than you would be just if you were kind of just like friends camping. Um, definitely with like a partner, you're going to have like a shared sleep system and um, more like shared resources like food and uh, you know, you have to carry enough water for both of you, um, that kind of thing. So there's a bit of a difference. Yeah, no, there's totally a difference to it. And uh, those are the major things right there. I mean, like you mentioned it, um, I'm going to reference a lot like when Ben and I go camping versus like when Melissa and I go Why camping. Why are you scared, Carl, when you go camping with your wife? What are you scared of? You afraid that she's going to leave you there? <laughs> so I guess before we jump into it too much, I did want to bring a little attention that uh, Melissa has been camping with me for a long time. I mean, one of our first dates... Our uh, first very first date, date maybe i think uh, other than like the first dinner that yeah we like went out to the first real date i think our first date we did uh food dinner and a movie, movie. Yeah, which was uh common you had strep throat or something like that mm -hmm. didn't say a lot uh Couldn't great talk. date uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but no our first real date like first real date activity was i drug her literally to the middle of nowhere uh up by a lake and it was like, yeah, we're going to go camping here. So it was kind of an interesting situation. You did very well, too. And, I mean, you had camped in the past before yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's so. not like I, you know, was somebody that had never been in the woods. My dad is, you know, a hunter. Um, I've been around kind of that sort of, like, outdoorsy kind of vibe. We did camping and stuff. Obviously not as in-depth as we've got since then when we kind of both jumped on the bushcrafting uh, wagon. But really... I mean, it wasn't anything scary right off the bat for me, no. No, it was pretty pretty mild. We were by a lake. There was yeah. campsites set up. We had friends with us. I mean, it, it was a pretty good experience. But, I mean, it was it was a pretty, I don't want to say off-putting, but it was kind of a, 
a different type of date, I guess. It, it was challenging on my end a little bit. Uh, much like Carl's mentioning here in the, in the comments. There was a fair bit of pressure on to make it enjoyable because it was something... Uh, I myself, I, I, as you can tell by doing this and stuff, like I really enjoyed the outdoors and I wanted uh, Melissa to really enjoy the outdoors. So there was a lot of pre-prepping going on. Uh, I bought my first tent ever <laughs> to go camping. I bought my first air mattress ever to go camping. And I bought a really great big pump tube inflator tube. Like I, I went... <laughs> I went all out. I might have went a little too far down the rabbit hole, but it was great. Uh, we did end up having a really good time, I think. Yeah. Like, we um, we have since gone back to that location two or three times. We took our dogs. Uh, we haven't taken Lily yet because just uh, she's only five years old now. Uh, and honestly, COVID's kind of been screwing everything up the last yeah. couple of years. We haven't been getting many places at all. But, um, excuse me, just for reference, like I was saying, uh, Melissa has been out in the woods with me quite a fair bit. Uh, I have our page up there but anyway you can see here this is uh, actually at the waterfalls um where ben and i had our first adventure there uh, i had taken melissa there several times before uh, ben and i had done our excursion there uh, and set some of the stuff up the picture here is uh willie and melissa willie was only a couple months old somebody was asking on one of the forms out there it might have been the hammock forms uh if you can take children camping and prime example like I'm just trying to figure it out. Yeah, so this picture is actually the very first uh, Nova Scotia bushcraft gathering. Um, and we went with Lily when she was eight months old. And actually, she wasn't even the youngest one there. We got underaged by like a month or two by another little one that was there. So, yeah. Which I... was Ben's kid, by the way. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, my gosh. I completely forgot that it was Ben's daughter. That's right. Yeah, we had the two girls there, and that's actually where we met uh, Ben and his wife and his family. Yep, so, that was the first time we'd all hilarious. met. Hilarious, I forgot that it was, he had the other baby. But yeah, so we were both there. Like you can see in this picture, like I just ring-slinged it. So <laughs> I can definitely give some tips for any ladies looking to take their babies in the woods. But yeah, so there was that one. And this one here is, we were actually getting ready to go out on an adventure. This is our front yard. Uh, this might have been the first time you had the pack? No, th no, that's no, the same pack is, you had. No, uh, this was just like this summer when we went out on our, um, anniversary. Oh, last summer, yeah, it was the anniversary boating, tour. camping situation. Which has kind of become our go-to during our anniversary. We always try to get out on an excursion, which yeah, is kind of nice. Yeah, our anniversary is usually on the, uh, August long weekend, so we usually disappear into the woods for three days. That's our anniversary treat to ourselves. Grandparents usually step up to babysit and we're gone. <laughs> Can't find us. GPS only. <laughs> and just seeing Dave's comment there, first date was camping. Like I said, it was our first real date. We had done the dinner and a movie. But yeah, definitely a keeper. Uh, we had sons gone forward to get married, have kids. Things are good. So. Uh, uh, this is 17 years later. <laughs> 17 years later, yeah. So, uh, no. And yeah, getting kind of looping around back to the start here. It is a little different when your partner's camping versus couples camping. Because like Mel said, the big thing is uh, your distribution of gear is going to be a little different. Like when Ben and I go camping, we each have to have our own sleep system. I suppose we don't have to have our own sleep system. We prefer <laughs> to have our own sleep system. With snuggling. Um, we bring two hammocks, two tarps. Uh, when, when you and I go, we more tent camp. Yeah. So uh, we kind of change up a little bit. We end up taking a tent. Uh, we end up taking nine times out of ten we'll take the air mattress just to make it a little mm -hmm. bit more comfortable because we are dividing that gear up a little uh more between us uh, i don't have to try and coordinate with somebody that's not right here and say well what are you taking we can literally lay our gear out side by side figure out what's going to make the trip the most easiest for us most enjoyable and then we can kind of just 
distribute that between the two well, of yeah, us. Well, yeah, because you're not, you know, not, each person doesn't have to bring their own sleeping pad. Each person doesn't have to bring their own sleeping bag. Each person doesn't have to bring their own tent. Each person doesn't have to bring their own blankets. Um, so we just divide all those things up between us. Usually he's air mattress and I'm uh, sleeping bags. Until we just recently upgraded and got that <laughs> to thing our there, beast like. of a double sleeping bag, uh, the Teton Mammoth, which is amazing for cold weather camping for couples. But that yeah, big thing hanging over there by the guitar, <laughs> like that is a double wide. It is not something you're going to uh, carry on your back with the rest of your gear. You're going to no, come back for that, no. or you're going to um, you're going to drag that in on an ATV. I was going to say something. we we ended up taking that in on the ATV and uh, carry well. Between the truck and the ATV with the last anniversary one, it was actually Melissa that bought that for our anniversary for last year. Yeah. And if anybody's ever wondering, I haven't done a full-on review on it yet. Uh, I am planning to do it, and I may get you to help me with that as well. Um, it's an amazing sleeping bag. It was it was a little pricey. It was 180 or something like that. Uh, yeah, well, when I I knew it was going to be my anniversary present to, I will say to Robert, but really it was to us. Um, so I did a fair bit of research before I purchased that sleeping bag on pretty well all of the couple sleeping bags that are available out there and there was pricier ones but i mean when it comes down to it for quality versus function versus cost it was hands down probably the best one i saw that was available for purchase for what we wanted to do with it there was some other options if you were more light duty if you're more like just kind of strictly summer camping if you weren't worried about warmth at all um then there were some other probably better around the same kind of price point mm. for, for a good double. But if you want the warmth, that was the one to go. And I love the woods. I go in there willingly, but I am a person who's cold all the time. So A, I take my sweater and B, my sleeping bag is kind of my big investment. So And I mean, that that's a good sleeping bag. It's good to like yeah. minus, was it minus 18? Yeah. Minus 18 Celsius. And I mean, my minus 18 solo bag was only $20 cheaper than that. So, I mean, you're getting a good bag for it. The only downside, uh, and if you look on the website, I do have a typed up small review there uh, and some pictures. You can see the size of the sleeping bag next to Melissa. And it is, <laughs> it, it's it's big. <laughs> I mean, but, I'm not tall. I'm only like 5'3", five, 5'4", five, but it's literally half the height of me when I'm standing beside it, when it's fully packed in its stuff sack. So, I mean, it is large. They call it the mammoth and it is mammoth. <laughs> but tons of room in it. Yeah. Uh, this kind of digressed into a little bit of a review, but I mean, you and I can get in it and Lily can get in between us and I mean, we can still sleep. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a great option if anybody's looking to do some family camping out there. Or if you are doing some couples camping and you're just getting into it uh, and you want that snuggle factor, because I mean, it is an individual sleeping bag, you're both inside it, but it's super warm, tons of loft, nice and comfy. Like, we used it in the middle of August when it was hot. It was probably a little overkill oh, for was us. not a little overkill. <laughs> it was a um, lot. But it was also very waterproof. It was so humid when we were out. Like, there was water on the outside of the sleeping bag when we woke up just because the dew had collected mm -hmm. on it. And we were still perfectly dry inside. So, great option if anybody wants to go down there. But, um, was there anything else you want to say on that? No, I think no. I think just kind of the point of all this, we did digress into a bit because I love our sleeping bag. Um, but it's just that once you... You really have to feel it out. Obviously, you got to go into the woods a couple of times mm. with the other person to know, like, yes, you can say, you take this, I take this, you take this, and I take this, and know that you're going to have a successful night sharing, you know, what, you, what you've brought in. Um, but once you've worked it out and you know what the other person expects and what their priorities are as far as what they need out of their 
sleep system especially, um, it's definitely really easy to divvy it up and just know what the other person's going to have in their pack for when you're ready to set up camp. No, and yeah, the more you do it, the benefit to this is the more you continue to go into the woods if this does become a, an ongoing thing like it was with Mel and I, um, you kind of get into a system. You know exactly what you want to do, what you want to do when you get there, how you want to set up, what your priorities are between you. Um, it, it's really great. Like, don't get me wrong. Ben and I have a great rapport. We know what we're doing. Um, and we go in and we do our thing. But with Melissa and I, it, it's... Uh, I don't want to say it's better, but it's different in the way that it's just so... I think it's just a well-oiled machine at this point. We've gone into the woods so many times together that we know what each other are going to bring and what each other are going to... Mm want and need and expect when we get there so it's pretty easy to anticipate um what you should take with you and what the other person's already going to have in abundance robert and knives hey i only bring a couple <laughs> but i don't need to bring mine i do but really what's the point there's already five in his bag <laughs> um the other thing is especially if it's the person you're living <laughs> with or your significant other or something like that you know each individual strength and weaknesses not only in the woods but in your everyday life which translates into the woods and you can kind of complement and augment uh where necessary and kind of make up for the shortcomings and things like that and it's uh it, it just goes kind of a different type of smoothness it's you know what i mean if yeah that makes i mean any kind yeah, of sense. working together is the key right <laughs> but uh, I guess getting more to the couple side of thing, if, um, and, and once again, this is more for people that are interested in maybe doing some couples camping and stuff like that. If you are thinking about it, um, surprising the other person, if they're not a woodsy kind yeah. of person, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying know your audience and <laughs> judge accordingly. If they're very anti-wood, well, not even anti-woods, but very woods lacking. Uh, campgrounds Just are a great place to charge. Yeah. yeah, like they're a great place to start. Drive up campgrounds. Okay. It definitely gets your, uh, kind of your toes in the water. Places like Dollar Lake, uh, Smiley's, places that offer, you know, drive up campsites. Uh, you still kind of get that mild woods feeling, but you have the convenience if there's a toilet, because I know that is a big thing for a lot of people that don't go into the woods on a regular basis, is they like to have the comfort of a bathroom. Uh, yeah. generally some sort of running water happens. I mean, on I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely excited when we happen across the slanty shacks in the ATV trails. And I'm like, yes, a toilet. <laughs> Just occasionally when we're out there, a toilet is exciting, but. No, and, but I mean, that's, that's kind of a thing that, uh, people that go in the woods all the time, that, that is a major transitioning point. I mean, people. there's a knack to peeing in the woods. We know that. So, I mean, if you're taking somebody into the woods, that's just really hasn't had to experience that or kind of work out their favorite maneuver for getting the job done, then it's going to take some learning time. And I mean, let's not beat around the bush here. The first time you, you know, go number two in the woods, if you've never done it oh, before, true story. That that's a whole interesting <laughs> experience. Uh, and I would even recommend that maybe it's something you pre-prep the person off. Yeah, never you need done to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, hey, Gary, <laughs> thanks for coming in. You got here just as we were talking about poop. Welcome. But yeah, it, it's it's kind of a question that even people that go to the woods fairly often, uh, it comes up on sites and groups and Facebook pages. And I mean, there's a knack to it. And anybody that's done it for any amount of time that's outdoorsy, you, you kind of get a rhythm down. But if, imagine not having your own system, your rhythm, and somebody being there that's probably a little newer to the woods maybe especially, especially if you especially. haven't been in a relationship for a yeah, really I was gonna long say, especially time. in our instance where <laughs> it was newer camping. oh god <laughs> um th there may be an issue there so just just be aware of that you, you have to kind of be at that comfortable level where you can talk about it i guess yeah. 
but I mean, you guys know me. Like, I'll talk about anything. Um, I'm so, not much better. <laughs> that's something there. Uh, if your significant other is female, um, there's other considerations that you may have to take into going into the woods as well. Um, you're just so, going to throw that at me, are you? Well, kind of. I'm trying to <laughs> hammer around it without putting you on the spot, but you know what I'm talking about. I mean, the key is just to have an ample supply of whatever you're used to using. Don't try to get fancy in the woods and use something new that you're not used to using if you think it's going to be easier and more eco-friendly or whatever. Just don't. Just take whatever you're used to trying um, and save the trying new things for at home before you take them out in the woods. Um, and then just, like, personal hygiene wipes and a wet bag. Um... Or, like, even just a grocery bag. Who cares? Um, just to pack out, of course, whatever mm -hmm. you bring in. But other than that. And the big thing is, especially with somebody, you know, male, female, otherwise, doesn't matter. Uh, you hear Ben and I talk about it a lot, like the baby wipes or the wet wipes or something like that. A good ample supply of that. That's always a good thing to have on hand because, I mean, they, they're kind of the, the solution to everything. Uh, in yeah. a pinch, they'll work as toilet paper uh, to give you that clean feel, or you can use them after toilet paper to get a cleaner feel. I mean, you can use them to kind of freshen up before you go to sleep. You can use them to just clean up your hands and stuff. I mean, a good ample supply of them, especially for somebody that's a little newer to the woods, it's not a bad idea to have. Yeah, it's a good thing to take. It's a good thing to think of for the other person who's not used to the woods. Like, just pack your wet wipes and whip them out at the last moment when they're like, oh no, what do I do? Just be like this. You're good. I brought that kind of makes you seem like a savior at one point. <laughs> <It does. laughs> yeah. Uh, and another funny little story, and I'm taking a lot of this from our, our first experience, was uh, be sure you talk about the sleeping arrangement mm -hmm. and pajamas. Uh, <laughs> me, I was like, I'm going to sleep, whipped off my shirt and climbed in my sleeping bag. I did not give the consideration that Melissa may want to change into nightwear. Uh, and yeah, at that, that time, that kind we, of made it awkward. we hadn't, uh, <laughs> of course it was our first times. So we hadn't set up this grand system of how we normally go camping now. So now we, you know, the pre basically one of the first things we do when we get to a campsite, if it's not just Robert and I anymore, um, is that he sets up like a chain shelter for mm. me and for whoever else we're with, um, just like with a tarp and, and, uh, what do you call it? Rope. <laughs> Hard word, I Belle. wasn't trying Hard to remember word. rope, but anyways. Uh, Cordy just probably what I'm thinking of paracord. I don't anyways, regardless. Um sets up the changing uh shelter. So that was that's something now that I take for granted that I know if we're going to the woods, Robert's gonna have the changing shelter basically erected immediately. Um back then, the first trip out, that it didn't occur to either one of us so when it comes nighttime and you're with a near stranger and you need to change your clothes <laughs> it gets weird <laughs> I'm like, for a minute have a good night roll over and she's just kind of like, sitting hey, there like i'll just get changed out here in the woods by myself and don't look at me <laughs> yeah so uh and i mean that that's actually a good thing for if you're taking other people camping too that's kind that, of the change shelter came up that, yeah like uh we we take uh, friends camping. They have kids. Uh, we take Christiane camping and her friends, her boyfriend, stuff like that. Now she has kids of her own, so that'll probably come down the pipes later in years, hopefully. And I mean, it's it's just convenient, and it's nothing but a dollar store tarp and some rope. So easy, like a three side, a C shape. Yeah, 
done. Because, I mean, it is the woods. I mean, you're going to have, you, yeah, you can make four-sided, but honestly, there's no, no point. Just back it's it into facing the, away from yeah, everybody. Don't, don't leave the open side to the main campsite, obviously. Back that into, like, whatever the woods area is that not anyone's going to walk by when they know something's in there getting changed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know, Troy. I'm such a great guy. But th th these are the things you didn't think about at the time. Like, I had taken lots of people camping. Uh, but but I'd never done usually, it as, like, the first or second date kind of deal. And I just didn't guys. think of it. Because, to be fair, when we decided to go camping, it was, like, 7 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. We had an hour drive up, a, a like, an old dirt road with a rickety truck. We got there. It was dark. <laughs> um, we ended up setting the tent tent up in the dark there's actually pictures i'll have to try and track them down see if i can tag them onto this video but there's pictures mel was literally holding up a flashlight tracy uh a buddy of mine he's setting up his tent i'm setting up our tent and i mean it's like pitch black mm -hmm. in like because there's nothing around we are literally in the middle of nowhere and and it was straight to bed kind like of deal, you said like, it was a new I mean? tent like, that he had just excuse me just bought so he didn't even really like we didn't we had no system to get set up quickly i mean no. now I can pop that tent out and have it set up in 30 seconds. Like, I've amazed people with how fast our tent has been put up by myself off in a corner on a campsite. And they're struggling with the tent. And I'm like, done, let's go. So, you know, but but the first time, it's, uh, it's always a challenge. So, you guys may hear me say the occasional time. Try your gear before you take it into mm. the woods. And that is solely from that lesson getting a brand new tent price tag still attached to it it's brand new air mattress brand new air haven't mattress pumped haven't pumped it up and i'm trying to set all this stuff up because i dark. think i bought it literally like three hours before probably uh no i bought it a couple days before i picked you up because <laughs> you were living down here i was living in halifax you weren't mm. even down here you were yeah i was here picto yeah you were out in picto anyway picto I don't know. Anyway. It was 17 years ago. I <laughs> we were at opposite ends of the province, and I bought the stuff, drove down, picked her up, straight to the woods. And that's kind of how this went. It was literally that way. Yeah. But yeah, definitely try your stuff before you take it out into the woods. It'll save you a lot of embarrassment uh, if you get embarrassed. And it'll save you a lot of hardship is the big thing. Because I fought with some of the stuff. I had never set a tent up before because... Well, a tent like that anyway. Because... I really wasn't big on tent camping. I did, uh, you know, basic shelters, tarp shelters, stuff like that. Slept on the ground. Things were good. Um, and prior to that, it was probably like, I would be really young at that point then. Like 10? I mean, we were like 18, 19. When we no, were no, talking. I mean like no, the, the t <laughs> when I would be using a tent. So, um, but anyway, yeah. yeah. So always uh, take your stuff out. Maybe a little bit more communication about how things were going to go would have been a little better for us too. Definitely pre-planning. So again, getting back to the topic, the couples camping, there's definitely some pre-planning. Even now, the night before we go out or whenever we're packing up the bulk of our gear, we'll really just kind of lay all of our regulars out on the floor. Like it's just one big gigantic pile. Um, and then we just kind of start picking from the, the pile of, okay, I'll take this, I'll take that. I have this this time, like, don't forget to grab that. I have this, I have that. Do we need this? No, we don't. Do we need this? Maybe. Right? So there's, there is some pre-planning that goes on the night before or mm. when we're packing gear that we'll have that conversation of, so I know what you have, you know what I have. Typically, like, I carry the main first aid kit, so that's important. Like, he needs to know that I have that. 
Um, and I always do because that's what I'm in charge of. <laughs> um, and then he has the poop shovel and like he has the, you know, uh, what else? well, knives, of course. Um, Why is everybody yeah. so obsessed with how many knives I take? <laughs> You're lot. not the only person to mention this. <laughs> it's because it's a lot. But anyway, so, you know, and then we we both have kind of our bushcrafting hobbies, too, mm. when you go out into the woods. So we kind of individually bring our supplies for that. So his, of course, is like fire making, um, that kind of thing. So he has a lot of, he always brings like multiple methods to start a fire just because it's fun to work on them when you're out in the woods and practice and keep those skills honed and try new things. Um, for me, I like I like making cordage. I like um, just kind of looking at like foraging and that kind of thing. So typically I have tools and supplies to do those kinds of things. So I'll take like a belt that I can uh, put a cordage wrap on so that I can collect different reeds or whatever that I'm kind of doing yeah, as I go. Kind of, uh, very first picture that we looked at, that was kind of prime example of that. That's oh, your yeah, belt so there. that's my like my main carrying belt not even on my pants it's just to carry my stuff <laughs> i have uh so that big blue bag on my side is like the first aid kit and some of my basic gear like compass and uh i think there's a roll of toilet paper in there so much uh, toilet paper between well us. <laughs> that's important and then the leather pouch on the front there is actually my uh fire starting kit or was at that time but that one was my like collecting kit so like as i mm. went through the woods and saw you know a piece of horseshoe fungus or some really 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 dry um birch like, bark cat's yeah, tails yeah all those things um i can just kind of snip them up and put them in my little tinder bundle pouch there and then i have a mora caneve which is one of my favorite uh kind of just quick knives um i have a little hatchet my whistle of course for safety and usually i have like a neck knife as well it's a little uh Groman knife that i actually Groman got skinner yeah, it's fantastic. It fits my hand really well. I have notoriously tiny hands, um, so a lot of knives are unwieldy to me. So once I pick a favorite, i got to stick with it. So I'll have my one knife that fits my hand, and Robert will have his seven and his machete and his hatchet, um, and we'll be good to go. And yeah, and that's a good point there, is if they're new and they're interested... Uh, get and them you're set not just, up. Yeah, get, get them, them set up. Get them something fun and new and shiny and... And have ideas on what to do so yeah. you're not just sitting around the woods. If that's what they want to do and that's what you want to do, that's fine. But don't go in empty. And try and think of neat, fun little things. Like when I first started taking Melissa out, uh, we did kind of neat little things. Like the the basics of fire starting. Just using a ferro uh, seam rod. Oh, yeah. Rod. I mean, you can get um, a ferro seam rod at the dollar store. I mean, you, if you make up a little kit for your new adventure partner and it has a ferro seam rod and a striker and... A compass and a whistle and I mean yeah it doesn't take much it and really it, it, does you can play with it uh and it passes some time and it builds skills oh and, and, a, I, and a good little knife is what I was gonna say and I think that's that's important to remember especially when your couple's camping if one is a little uh little newer to it giving them the confidence to be in the woods that makes them enjoy it quite a bit more so if you can do anything to help them build skills uh that that's a really good thing to try and yeah. keep in the back of your mind you start with feather sticking start with tender tinder bundle making uh you can start with some really easy kind of foraging identification even just as simple as like this is a birch tree some people don't know like where these things come from and where to look for things so and i mean i i did quite a bit of 
of that with you on our first couple of times. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, like, like I, I said, you had a, a base knowledge, and then I just kind of felt out what you knew. Once again, we probably should have talked about it a little more. <laughs> but uh, you had a good base I knowledge, was, and then I went from there. I was more I was more comfortable in the woods at that point than I was kind of skilled and knowledgeable about the woods. I didn't have the fear factor so much going into the woods and sleeping in a tent and peeing in the woods, and none of that stuff, you know, was an issue for me. But um, definitely, like the more woodsy skills like building your own shelter or building your own fire even collecting firewood has you know a knack to it you can't just go pick up every dead thing you find on the ground because a lot of it is rotten and I mean so there's a lot of things that are really small and really basic that you can learn really quickly that give you a lot of confidence in the woods yeah and as those skills improve, I mean, we have gone on just day adventures. Uh, the one I'm thinking of when it was like minus 35. Mm -hmm. we... I was going to send you that picture for just to show you while we were here. Yeah, it was so cold. There was no snow. That was the plus. But it was like this freak drop just in the fall. Yeah. We woke up one day and it was like minus 35. And we just kind of look at each other and we're like, let's go to the woods and see what we can do. We're going to we go were doing... build a fire. Yeah, fire yeah. building skills. That's exactly what it yeah. was. So we didn't go far. It was just a little bit outside town limits. And, um, yeah, we, we just, we learned a fire. lot. Uh, we knew we weren't staying overnight. So of course everything we took was just kind of to get through the day. We had snacks and things to cook over the fire and things to build a fire with like, you know, saws and hatchets and stuff. Um, but, uh, the biggest thing is, is that we both learned a lot from that trip because we learned really and truly how quickly you need to make a fire in that temperature when you've stopped and also how much work it is to keep a fire large enough going that actually makes enough uh, heat to keep you warm enough in that cold of a temperature. So um, even like we had taken chairs, like just pop-up camping chairs with us mm -hmm. on that trip because we thought we were just going to be relaxing and like taking it easy by the fire. But it turns out that even that was way too cold. Yeah, it was super cold. We had cold. to go foraging for um, like pine boughs and stuff to put down and build... Yeah, we couldn't uh, even sit properly because it was so had cold. To build, like, clothes chairs. were freezing to our skin. Yeah, it was uh, for any of our American listeners, uh, I I know we have a few of them out there because I've talked to you. If you're wondering, my, if you don't know it's it off the top of your head, yeah, yeah, like minus 35 Celsius is uh, pretty much the same in Fahrenheit. I think it's 30 minus 31 Fahrenheit is yeah. the same as minus 35 Celsius. So it was cold. I think with the wind chill, it was and like the wind chill was even colder 42. than that. It was like it this was, freak cold day. It was just very cold. Uh, but we learned a lot. Like you said, we, yeah. we took some tea, we got a fire going, got warmed up. Well, you learned the, that that trip also taught us the importance kind of proper layering. Um, so that's another good thing to know, especially for couples cam camping too. If you're, especially if you're like close to the same size, cause you can share like big outerwear, like sweaters and coats if you need to. Um, if one person's cold all the time and one person's not, it, you know, you don't necessarily both have to have the warmest stuff, but, um, I learned the importance of a balaclava, <laughs> uh, like just that, just kind of getting neck coverage and that kind of thing. Like you learn to reevaluate your clothing and your gear and the time and energy it's going to take um, when you experience these different kind of atmospheres and, and that cold camping day was, was a good one. And then now like to focus on the task of doing it overnight. Um, it definitely adds a lot more perspective to that. So again, the try your gear before you do it you know, try your temperature before you commit to it too sometimes. Like, don't just jump into it thinking you're going to go do a minus 35 overnight two-day mm. trip with your partner and it's going to go fine. 
if you've never experienced a temperature that cold together out in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it was kind of a... It was different for me, too, because for whatever it was that day, I've been out in the woods in, like, minus 30 degrees Celsius weather. But this was, like, bone-chilling cold. I think it was damp at the same time. And, like, I don't know what it was, but it was a cold, cold day. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, once again, build on the confidence, uh, develop the skills, uh, and the the other person's going to enjoy it a lot, even if they have uh what, what's the word i'm looking for even if they have an interest in it already and they've done some reading and stuff like that even if you both have skill sets uh being outdoorsy if you can kind of reaffirm that maybe because for instance like mel is a better cordage maker than i am uh i've probably been doing it longer but mel picked up on it like that and it was just like she's amazingly good at all it. those friendship bracelets i made as a teen <laughs> but whatever the case like now if we need cordage i mean i can do it but i'm just like mel can you whip together some cordage <laughs> like i know she's better at it than me uh she actually taught a course at the nova scotia bushcraft gathering back several years ago uh i think you still got friends from doing that one being uh wayne yeah, Wayne has a spool of my cordage somewhere in his display cabinet. I'm sure I'll hear about that later. I'll say, I still have it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, that that's that's really the whole point, is if you're going to do couples camping, um, is it a walk in the park? It can be. It can uh, be more fun. I yeah, mean, you, it has a lot of... gear up to, you have an idea of what you want to do, like be it, practice your bushcrafting hobbies or... You know, if you're good at an instrument, maybe you take an instrument with you. I don't know. But whatever it is, like, just be prepared to do something together, even if it's just cook your meals. I mean, we know that takes a lot longer out in the woods than it does at home. So having it be a two-person job and, you know, one person has the spices and one mm. person carries the cooler. Um, just coordinating that is, is fun. Good point for couples camping when it comes to food. Ensure the food you're taking is enjoyed by both. Mm -hmm. Especially if you are solely responsible for the food. We've never actually had that problem. No, but I do know it can run into problems. Like meat, yeah, but... we both just like food. But... <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. But I mean, for instance, like, uh, Ben and I, when we go camping, uh, Ben does, uh... Keto? Keto, keto. Sorry, I always want to call it Atkins, but it's keto. <laughs> Um, he does keto. So like a lot of stuff I take for granted is my stock stuff, like oatmeal, rice, that that's not Ben's thing. He has his own stuff that goes with that. So, I mean, if Mel and I are in that situation and I took like rice and oatmeal and bread, cause I love bread as Mel teases me about a lot about. You eat a whole loaf of bread every day, I swear. Bread and cheese. All right. I gotta have cheese with the bread. But anyway. Uh, if I was to take all of that and say, oh, yeah, I got the food covered like that, that's just going to ruin your entire experience. So there's definitely a need for some uh, base communication there. And don't be afraid of the communication. Like it may sound a little silly at the time, especially if you're newer into it, like we were going in, you know, like second, third date. Uh, but it is going to set a lot of groundwork for you. Nobody else is that crazy, but. You never We're know. Somebody you. out there maybe as crazy as I was. Tonight, we are encouraging you I mean, to take your date camping. Yes, it Just was great. Be prepared it was an amazing it time. <laughs> I mean, we look back on it now and we laugh a lot about it. We talk about oh, it we now. About we use experiences from it. I mean, it was a great time. So don't be afraid of it. Don't be a psycho about it either, though. But, <laughs> okay, Robert. I mean, I wasn't just going to be like, hey, let's go to the woods alone by a lake where nobody will see, and you may not come back. Like, no, and I'm uh, not going to set you up a change shelter, so you got to get changed in okay, the Okay, that was on me. But I mean, Scary I, woods, by yourself. I asked you if you want to go camping, and I said, and I said we yes. had some common friends, <laughs> uh, which was Tracy and his girlfriend at the time. 
well, I guess is his wife now. Yeah. They're in the same boat as us. But anyway, uh, we asked them to come along. We had, you know, some common acquaintances, and that way it kind of, it, it's an icebreaker. It makes everybody feel a little bit yeah. more at ease. Oh, well, I mean, couples camping, but, like, double couples camping is so fun. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite camping is, like, just the kind of double date camping where you and your husband or boyfriend go, and then you go with, you know, another couple, and then you have the four of you, and it's it's really fun. Like, it's it's literally probably my favorite. Yeah, I was going to say, we've yeah. gone a couple times now with, like, uh, Wendy and Charlie. Wendy and Charlie. Um, we've gone with your friends from work there, Belinda and Robert. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyway, I'm sure our listeners out there don't have a clue what we're talking about. But <laughs> sure, the, yes, the, 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 Wendy and Robert. The fact of the matter is, <laughs> we've gone out on, like, these double-day camping things a lot, double and that's, um, so it, it's a lot more enjoyable uh, because, especially if there's some common ground there. Uh, let's see, Scott, my wife and I and our dogs thrive on backcountry camping, yeah. our favorite activity. And we had Boston Terriers. We had like our first Boston Terrier, baby girl. It's she was amazing. Uh, so, baby girl, we had a little Boston Terrier. She's since passed away, but she was an excellent dog to take camping. She was so, she was a super smart dog. And I know everybody says that about their dogs. Their dogs are the smartest thing. It's like their kids, right? But at the time, that was our kid. But she was like an old sage of a dog. She had, what What was the jaw deformity she had? Craniomandibular osteopathy. Yeah, so that. Um <laughs> She had a physical deformity in her face, basically, which made it absolutely impossible for her to open her mouth. Um, so we had to do a lot of adaptations when we took her, um, but she was a very savvy dog in the woods. Um, and towards the end of it, she actually went blind, but she could still go into the woods with us. But she would get disoriented sometimes and take the wrong path. And then once she realized she was on the wrong path, she would just stand really still in that one spot. And wait for you to come find her. Yeah, she has like better <laughs> skills than some people I've taken yeah. into the woods. So couples camping plus dogs will be another episode because it's a whole other thing. But... Yeah, unlike this fool that's a snoring over well, on the couch now. Pickles is useless. Buried into the face. He's a but... sweet dog too. He's We've had Boston Terriers for a long time now. Uh, we had one in the middle, Dot. She was an excellent one to take camping. Yeah, Pickles is not so good to take camping. No. Simple because he is... Pickles a is a dog dog. Like, there, there's no higher level thinking going on in this poor thing's head. Uh, I mean, he is super good, super nice, friendly dog, but He's that's it. He's a potato. Because the brain of a potato and the body of a potato. He tries, but it's... But super nice dog, just not... I wouldn't, like, turn my back on him in the woods, because he could very literally, like, yeah, find himself up a, a tree. Yeah. Like... That's the kind of dog he is. But baby girl, she was like one of the best dogs I'd ever taken in the woods. And I had taken like uh, German Shepherds, Black Labs, like a good mix of dogs. Because I always had a dog companion growing up, going into the woods. That that was my company. And honestly, baby girl was the best one ever. I'm glad I've been replaced by a dog. No, you replaced a dog more specifically. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm glad. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no. So, th that's another thing. Like, even bringing a pet, um, that that makes couples camping, once again, if you're uh, maybe a little newer to it, it's a great icebreaker. It's a good distraction from uh, what's going on around you, especially if they're a little nervous in the woods. And it adds a little bit of comfort and security when you're sleeping in the woods. I mean, Baby Girl never had uh, a mouth that worked, but even just having her in the tent, 
I mean, it was still calming because if her ears perked up, you knew so she was hearing something you weren't. Uh, it, it just kind of felt like a watchdog situation, even though she was like this big and weighed 18 pounds. Yeah, not even. So, I mean, she was, you know, she was no attack dog, but it, it still adds quite a bit to couples camping. Um, and some of the other things you can think about when you're couples camping, like Mel already alluded to it a little bit, is like the, the layering and stuff like that. Be aware of the other person, if they're more cold-blooded or warm-blooded than you. Once again, it all comes back to that kind of discussion before the event. And if nothing else from this episode, if you're wondering, that, that's a key thing there. Um, do some chatting. Just don't spring it up and be like, oh, surprise, here's our surprise, we're going to the woods, which is fine. You can do that, but then once again, like we said way back in the first, think about where you're going. Don't be like, surprise, we're going 15 kilometers back in the woods by a lake. There's no cell phone service, no running water, it's pitch black. So we took my parents camping one time, mm -hmm. and their version of camping was <laughs> like campground camping. Mom, I'm sorry, I know you're probably watching this, but... The tent size that she brought, the cooler size that she brought, the chairs that are the ongoing joke from that camping trip that she brought that got ditched halfway down the trail, by the way, which is why they're the joke, because we didn't have them when we got there. Um, but that was a misunderstanding and a miscommunication and, you know, failing to really discuss what the journey into the site was going to look like and what kind of gear you should pack and how you should pack it. Um, you know, is this a backpack trip? Is this a ATV with a wagon trip? Because those are very different things. Mm. <laughs> if you can only take what fits in your backpack, well, then you really need to think about what's in your backpack. And you need to know what's in the other person's backpack. You know, if you have the freedom to take a whole vehicle with you to your campsite, then it's definitely a lot less pressure and a lot mm. less preparedness needed because you can obviously just pick up and leave anytime you want or need to. I mean, this is all very important right now, especially with <laughs> Scott out and about over here is just calling me oh, out God. with <laughs> saying he need an extra blanket uh, for the is ladies. Is he wrong? No, no. I mean, I hate to be stereotypical because I'm really not in most facets of my life. Um, but yeah, I'm always cold. So not only, not only so much the blanket, uh, that's why I invested in the really, really mm. good sleeping bag like we had talked about, um, but... I think you talked in a much earlier episode. It's probably one of the first 10 episodes of Atlantic Bushcraft Adventures. Um, you were talking about things you take in, and my one and only recommendation was a sweater because I just literally refuse to go into the woods without one. I don't care if it's summer. Like, I'm going to have my gigantic, oversized, overweight sweater that has no business being in my backpack because it is way too heavy and bulky, but I know I'm going to want it and that I'm going to need it, so I'm going to take it. And that means you have to carry something else. <laughs> but I mean that's good to know yeah we talked about it heater packs uh, I've <laughs> since just kind of moved on to heater packs those are now in my bag at all times we haven't been out since I've jumped on the heater pack bandwagon but mm -hmm. that'll be nice for you yeah um, the other way to keep warm is to honest to goodness make sure that you have a campfire size that is mm. appropriate and applicable to the weather that you're camping in um, a lot of people make a really small campfire do not have nearly the amount of wood that they need stockpiled for the night and for the next morning um, that they should have. And then you end up with this teeny little Peasley fire that is just realistically not going to keep you warm once the sun goes down. And you're if you're left scrambling for firewood after that, trying to make it bigger, then you've really shot yourself in the foot mm. two times. So, I mean, be prepared. 
take your blanket, take your sweater, but also have a campfire that is appropriately sized to keep you warm. You and shouldn't that, be sitting beside the fire freezing. Like, that's crazy. But that's true going out <laughs> in the woods together, alone, anytime. That, that's just a really good piece of safety advice. Make sure your fire is suitable for your conditions. Uh, if you need to, make your fire longer. I mean, even in the most brutally cold conditions, that minus 35 day we were talking about with the wind chills, if we had made a long fire and laid down beside it, we would have been warm. Like, you know what I mean? Make a small wall behind you so the heat kind of gets trapped in around you. I mean, don't underestimate a fire. And I think that's probably the one thing that Robert and I are both really good about is honestly the second, the second we land on our campsite, we are both gathering firewood immediately and constantly and thoroughly the entire time until it's dark. So yes, we might be setting other things up and unpacking or doing whatever, but I guarantee you we are both scouting for, looking for, gathering, stockpiling, and scouting for firewood mm. while we're doing all of those things. So with both of us working at it, with both of us prioritizing it, um, we have, I mean, our firewood piles when we go to bed are huge. <laughs> and that's the way they should be. We absolutely know that no matter what happens, we're going to have enough firewood to get through the night. So so the rule of thumb with firewood is get a, get what you think you need for the night, and then it's debatable at this point, but either three or four times more that. Uh, I always go with the four times more because I'd rather have more wood and have it there for the next time or have too much and not need it than and we get have, cold. We have multiple piles based on size and length and thickness and kind of wood and quality of wood basically by the time it gets down to it. I mean, we have like logs are over there and burning sticks are here and poking mm -hmm. sticks are poking there. Sticks are there. <laughs> like, ones here. It's a very well-oiled uh, well uh, system at this point, but... You'll get there if you practice with yep. your partner, which is the whole key of this show. <laughs> but once again, it, it all comes down to communication. We know that now because we got uh. cold one night and then we had the discussion the next day. Firewood is becoming more of a priority. Looking for firewood at night with headlamps on is no fun. Nope, and we've done it. <laughs> oh. So, um, but yeah, all kind of things to consider when couples camping. Uh, but like I said, it always comes back to communication. Yeah. you got to talk about it. Know what your strengths are. Know what their strengths are. Know what their fears are. Yeah, Troy, better looking at it than looking for it. Uh, <laughs> that's another joke in its own. But yeah, it, it's kind of true in this instance. Um, um, I just said, just know what their fears are. So if you are with somebody mm. who's nervous going to the woods, find out what they're actually nervous about. Are, are they kind of, you know, low-key nervous of the dark? Make sure you have flashlights. Bring some glow sticks. Um, you know realize that your campfire is for light and heat um that kind of thing uh if their fear is the animal noises in the woods at night i know my first night i was like what is that yeah every five minutes what's that noise <laughs> it's a squirrel it what's was, that noise it it's a beaver a in the water <laughs> it was a beaver in the water yes <laughs> but i mean even but just those ben things. and i have mentioned this before too in previous episodes about being unnerved in the woods uh especially down where we were camping by the waterfall and we've said this one too the water moving the rocks underneath can sound like voices talking which yeah. is really unnerving so to somebody weird. that's not used to being in the woods so i mean these are all things you have to keep in mind don't do what i did and just roll over and be like good night i'm sure it's fine. sucker <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you'll get woken up repeatedly through the night asking what everything is which is fine. At the time, like, I, I thought nothing of it. For whatever reason, I thought everybody had this, you know, natural understanding of what's in the woods. 
Not the case. That's the first thing you have to There's understand. There's a lot of strange sounds. There is. And I agree uh -huh. to that. But yeah, so couples camping can be very fun. It's different than partners camping um, in its own unique way. There's a lot of benefits to it. Uh, there's not many cons that I can think of. Other... You have to deal with the person the whole time. Yeah, you're not going to get away from them that often. That, that, that could be a con, I guess. If you're looking for a little privacy, they tend not to... You tend not to get privacy with couples camping versus partners camping. Because even with partners camping, you kind of get your privacy as you go away and do your own things. You you don't get that privacy feeling with and couples camping. like we said, camping. bring your own kind of favorite hobby or thing to do in the woods or thing to do in general. Like, I always take a book with me. So when he's off doing whatever, if he feels like going out scrounging around for things to make a tree whistle, tree I'll, whistle. Ju <laughs> I'll just... Uh, you know, find a nice rock to sit on and read my book for a bit. And he does the same, you know, if I want to go swimming and he doesn't feel like it, then he'll go, you know, catch something on fire. So. <laughs> and for all you folks out there that take your ladies camping, uh, or your significant others in any way, if they like sunbathing, one of the things you can totally build them up to is Clothes sunbathing in the optional. woods. Clothes are optional <laughs> if you get far enough in. Con, arguments can get real personal and nasty. <laughs> you know what? We have never had a bad argument in the woods because, know. you know, uh, once again, it comes to that communication thing. If you're, I've been annoyed, and I'm sure you've been annoyed at me. But we and always am keep, I not annoyed by well, you? Well, that's true enough. Mm. But we always kind of keep the tempers in check in the woods because you are far away. and You're you don't working want, together yeah. for the common goal of surviving this trip. And I guess that's <laughs> the mentality to go into, uh, into it with is uh, if you're going to have an argument, save it for home. You can be annoyed, and literally, we have said we'll talk about this when we get mm -hmm. home, but we leave it at that. Don't, don't, like, you are out in the woods, and it is one slip-up from somebody getting severely hurt. So, yeah. try and save that stuff for home. I know that's easier to say than do, but that's something also that you build on as you get a little bit more experience out there, and you do it longer, because you do realize that, like, literally... If you have a, you know, if I have a fit or something and I stomp away off into the woods, what if I roll my ankle? Mel's leaving me alone because she thinks I'm off blowing off steam and I'm, you know, laying in the woods with a broken ankle or fell down somewhere and knocked myself out. Like, it, it, it's just not worth it. So if well, the, you... the thing is, I get a lot of comments like, oh, you're into survival stuff. And, you know, we don't call it survival because I'm not surviving anything. It's going to take a long time before I starve to death. Um, so it's not surviving. It's bushcrafting. It's camping. It's adventuring. Um but all of those things can turn into survival, survival very quickly. So if you're going with your partner and you're expecting them to have your back in an emergency and it happens in the woods, um, you probably don't want them to be mad at you at the time. Mm. <laughs> so just, just shove it down for later. That's true. <laughs> It's true. Lots of fun uh, to be had couples camping when the kids are at home. So, I mean, I think we've covered hygiene. So that kind Tech of... checks. Oh, that's legitimately true. Yeah. Um, it's naked Make it and afraid unafraid. with beer and wine. Yeah. Exactly. Taking but... a few drinks is always fun if you both enjoy that kind of thing. Um, Robert brought a teeny little bottle of champagne for us on our anniversary. It was nice to kind of pop a cork in the middle of the woods in the pitch black in the dark. Um, to celebrate our anniversary. So and that noise echoes things. through the trees, it's so man. Fun. It's cool. It's fun. Like, make it fun. Um, and then tick checks are important. Yeah, tick checks can be fun and important. So, <laughs> and keep that in mind, too. Um, a proper tick a check is need. pretty good. I mean, <laughs> once again, partners camping. Ben and I check ourselves before we go to bed with a partner. Um, you can get a little bit more thorough. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. Potentially, <laughs> I guess. Bend over and cough. Like, make sure you don't have a tick. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. It happens. Uh, oh, goodness. What? Tick checks are important. No, I, I can just picture people watching the video. Maybe not listening. Well, I'm maybe sorry. they are listening and they have a mental image of what I look like. But well. now there's a bunch of people that's like, I can't get that out of my head. I'm sorry. We'll, uh, we'll put a trigger warning for this video. Um, but yeah, so, so, I mean, it's true. Yeah. Oh, and, no. And, uh, I can think the first time I took you to the waterfalls, I had to pull ticks off your legs. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Pack a lot of sunscreen because if you do happen to go clothes optional, sunscreen is really important. We've both learned that on different trips, sunburning oh, my things goodness. that should not have been sunburned. Oh, uh, what are we at? Okay, we got a couple <laughs> more minutes. So, we were camping. We went back to the place that we had originally first camped that we're talking about here. We got sunburnt bad. We were out in a boat. This is the worst. We went we out to the it middle a of a lake. Carol, obviously. Yeah, tick check. I'm <laughs> going to start calling it a tick check. Buddy, all you have to go is it's tick check time. And I mean, you know what's going to happen. It's You're going to start looking for ticks and we'll leave it at that. But anyway, uh, we were out camping. We got out in the boat. We had just bought the boat, actually, is what it was. This yeah. was the first time we were taking it camping. We got out in the lake. We, uh, Mel was sunbathing. I was down to probably less than ideal clothing. I think we both nodded off, burnt to a crisp. On our way back, we got a fire call. Yeah. And it was the... Sorry, Troy, because Troy works. Yeah, Troy knows this one. <laughs> Troy's our deputy Troy, fire chief, and he's Do you remember <laughs> the propane truck? The Irving... No, it wasn't Irving. Anyway, it doesn't matter the company. But the, the propane truck that went off, and we had to sit there, and we had to cool the tanks. We were so sunburnt under our bunkier gear that it was excruciating pain on our legs holding that yeah, two-inch hose. your legs. Yeah, well, my okay, my legs hurt <laughs> and other parts hurt. Uh, you you were actually burnt head to toe. Yeah. Yeah, you were. Yeah, so keep that in mind too. That's something you may want to say is uh, if you're gonna sunbathe, sunscreen the sensitive areas, mm -hmm. if not everything. Another fun couples activity. Yeah. Sunscreen time. Um, this has really regressed to something awful, but no, it's still information <laughs> so, for couples. I mean, yeah. it just depends on what level of couples. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yes. I knew you'd remember that, Troy. Well, there's a little secret for you. We were sunburned. <laughs> FYI. This really bad everywhere. Yeah. So oh, I guess, yeah, the, the moral of the story is kind of know your partner, know what they want and expect and need out of mm. the trip to the woods. And if you don't know what it is, then ask them. Make sure that both people have their own gear, even if it's new, beginner, run-of-the-mill basic gear to start off with to give them their confidence and kind of ownership of their own stuff. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Troy said, I remember you both being in pain. Well, that's why we were in pain. You got it. So, yeah, so just uh, yeah. work together. Don't let things divulge into an argument. You know, you're you're there for a common good. And ultimately, you would want you both to come out the same way you went in, in one piece. So... Th Focus on that, focus on working together, focus on keeping each other happy and comfortable and safe. Um, work together, carry gear that complements each other, carry things for yourself too, mm. not just for your partner. Make sure you have something that you want and need when you're in the woods. Um, and yeah, yeah, like I said, keep activities planned and the more you do it, and the more your relationship grows, you know, like all things provided you stay together and you keep doing this, uh, the activities just get more and more fun. Like we joke about the tick checks and mm -hmm. you know, let's face it, the Make nude sunbathing sun and stuff like that. <laughs> but I mean, realistically, after 17 years, like that's the kind of crap Come you on. get to. And it's just fun and funny. 
Yeah. Because not... that's when you think the waterfall said a voice. And you're laying like, whoo, out there on the flat rock under the waterfall. And you're like, I heard somebody talking. Yeah, no, no. Oh, True story. Me sitting stark time. naked at the bottom of the waterfall. And two people holler from the top. And they're okay, like, well, they're how's guys? the water down there? And I'm just like, hey, guys. <laughs> the Never time, seen them again. The one time the voices are actual people is when you're naked. Of course. I didn't care. Like, I basically don't have the ability to get embarrassed. So, I mean, if you stumble across me in the woods and I'm naked, there's a good chance I'm just going to be like, hey, how's it going? And that's, I'm going to go a bond like my normal to do and not even bat an eye. So, be oh, forewarned. Goodness. It's I'm trying true, to end this on a good note, people. No, 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 no. I want to, I want to <laughs> mentally cripple as many now people as I can. two trigger warnings for all of But it's true. I mean... <laughs> Once again, getting back to the point, as your relationship grows, the more you do it, you're going to do some goofy stuff. You're going to have some fun. Um, and that's kind of what it becomes. Be adventurous. Be safe. Be adventurous. Leave the hate at home. You'll make so many memories. Like, that's Robert the thing and I we're have laughing been about together for a very long time. We were both in high school. So, um, we, are, we, are, high school. we are not in high school now. Um, so, you know, you, you build those memories uh as you go as you experience things as you work together as you overcome hurdles and you learn things and you do things differently next time and like i said at this point robert and i are a well-oiled machine when we go into the woods together because we know exactly what to expect from each other um and it's just more fun it's more comfortable so want to hear mental pick Troy, don't worry about it, bud. It gets worse. We're keeping it mild. And this, Scott, all I'm going to say is, is very mild. we didn't get, or I didn't get caught skinny dipping. I refused to put clothes on. There is a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I just woke up and said, I'm not wearing clothes today. And that's basically the way I went. So, but yeah, that, that's the kind of fun you can have in the woods. And yeah, we, I got caught naked, whatever. I didn't care, but I mean, it's a story now. I tell that to everybody because it's funny. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I mean, I never seen those people again. I'm sure I traumatized them, but. I was like, whatever. I mean, once again, literally out in the middle of the woods, have a little fun, be adventurous. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? If something embarrassing happens, people are going to forget it in like a year. It's just something to laugh about yeah, later. Yeah, get over it. I guess get over it's the wrong thing. <laughs> Don't let it bother you is the correct terms. I've taken sensitivity training multiple times. Oh, I can tell. <laughs> it's really coming out in this podcast but, how sensitive you are. Oh, no. Everybody knows how I am. <laughs> but uh, no, no. Literally, have your adventures. Have some fun. Go with the comfort level of the least experienced person, yeah. if that so makes any kind of start, sense. Start at the campground if you need to. Um, you know, if you want to... Bear or beast in the woods. <laughs> Definitely a bear. Uh, so, yeah. So just, <laughs> just make sure... Um, that you're kind of meeting everybody with where they're at and, and challenge each other, but in the, in the best way, in a supportive yeah. way, not in a, look like what I can do. And you've never done it before. Ha ha. It's fun to laugh at you and you don't know how to poop in the woods. It's not fun. Nobody no. wants that. It, it's nice to be challenged. <laughs> yeah. Good naturedly. Don't push people out of their comfort zones to the point where they're not going to like it anymore. It's not going to be good on your relationship. It's not going to be good for their experience in the woods and it's going to dampen the whole experience yeah. overall just at that individual time like you may never get to go get camping again if i had to drug you out in the woods and been like yeah that's just the way it is screw you have fun i'm gonna go run off like they're not gonna have fun and if it had been the other way around if melissa had been more woodsy and i went out and you know it was a crappy time i probably wouldn't be inclined to do it again that's why we say have the discussion have some activities planned um keep it to like don't the challenging is fine but make sure it's good natured and within scope 
I think that's the best way to put it, right? Sure. So it makes yeah. Don't expect like I wouldn't have expected you to start a friction fire the first time we went out. I mean, just don't go there with the intention of like exploiting the fact that the person isn't comfortable in the woods and then thinking that it's going to be fun because it's not. Yeah, don't, <laughs> like. And the number one thing I'm going to tell people if they're now, well, I said a lot of number one things, but a good thing to keep in mind is it's not funny to scare somebody out in the woods, especially no. if they have very limited experience. And I see that a lot. I hear about it a lot. People mm -hmm. think it's a big joke. It's really not. There's people that are putting themselves out there um, to try and get to enjoy something that their significant other or their friend or whatever is enjoying because they want to be part of the group or whatever. You don't know what people are thinking and then you're trying to torment them while they're out there. It's just not fun. Not to quote an 80s commercial, but it's not cool. <laughs> oh. Uh, Scott just commented again that his wife loves starting fire with the fair rod and the birch bark and, uh, letting the other person participate. So that's, like, what I said. Like, make sure they have their own. Like, you can go to the dollar store and buy the very basic of things and put them together in a tiny little kit. And then they have everything they need to get started with the ferro rod, with the whistle, try a magnifying glass, bring a mirror. Like, do the fun little tiny little things that cost nothing to invest in. Uh, the compass and, mm. and, you know, just make sure they have their own sleeping bag if they want their own. Like, yeah, just just make sure that everything is they, everything they need that they would want to try while they're out in the woods. They can kind of experience for themselves. Make them as comfortable as you can within reason. You are in the woods. Exactly. So set expectations. Too. Exactly. <laughs> expectations should be set. Expectations. But anyway, I, I think we kind of looped around a few things there a couple times. I think it's yeah, a lot of good information. We came up on our hour. Ben and I usually around an hour and 15 minutes. Well, <laughs> I know that I'm a very poor substitute for Ben, but uh, I am typically kind of in the Atlantic Bushcraft Adventures background. Um, and like Robert said, and you saw the pictures, I, I'm at this point pretty competent and confident uh, in the woods and with many of these skills and uh, I tend to give a lot of advice to other women who go in the woods, and uh, I tend to give a lot of advice on uh, cordage making and that kind of thing, too. Um, and I'm comfortable with it now. Like I said, yes, I came from a background where I was uh, comfortable in the woods, but I definitely wasn't confident and capable of different skills. So those have come along through the years, and it's in part due to the fact that Robert's always supported me in my exploration of the things that I wanted to try in the woods um, and making sure that it was being done safely. And it's no fun to have a partner with missing fingers, so knife safety is important. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Mel? <laughs> but no, um, yeah, and if anybody out there listening, because I do know we have some listeners that don't view the live shows and stuff like that, they listen to them on, uh, you know, when they're driving to work and things like that. If you do have questions, uh, especially if you have questions for Mel, uh, you can reach her through our means there. You can go to the AtlanticBushcraft.ca site and hit the contact us. You can email us at podcast at AtlanticBushcraft.ca. You can jump on the Facebook page. You can write a comment on the YouTube channel. If you want to get a hold of us or get a hold of Mel, feel free. Uh, I'm sure Ben's wife is much the same if you have questions yeah, if you, that you want well, to ask them. We're both Melissa, so, yeah, so if you just be like, I have Mel and Mel for the Melissas, uh, one of us <laughs> will be more than happy, or both of us, Title to it help you. for the Melissas, and that will be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Ben's and Ben and I will both get a good chocolate at that. But no, dead serious. If you have questions, if you have uh, lady questions that you want to ask. Like, no, like sometimes people feel more comfortable getting like an, asking a question to 
uh, a lady yeah. to get an answer from a lady. If you want to get in touch with us and just say, hey, I'd like to touch base with Melissa. Uh, I don't mind setting you up with a contact there. Like, it need be, we can set you guys up with an email I mean, address or whatever, right? there's a lot more hints um, and tips and tricks uh, for going into the woods as a woman that I can share if you would like to know them, so... And that might be uh, an episode for, or sorry, <laughs> an idea for another episode. Maybe we can get uh, men. Uh, the Melissa's. <laughs> oh, we can get Ben's wife on and get you on. And Ben and I will sit in the background. And I'll just run the computer and clack on the keys. And Ben can do his end, run the camera and the lighting. And you guys can have at it. So maybe that'll be an idea if you guys are interested in that. So as always, uh, get out there, play safe. Uh, and hopefully we get to hear from you. So until next time, everybody. And Have take care of your partner.